Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... The opportunity lies in thinking big. It's really, can my project really make a difference and move the trend line that we're on? And as a VC, we always focus on the dreamers, the ones that think big enough, mm. and they focus on the things that sometimes look unachievable. Yeah. And with those big visions and you know objectives, then they can really turn the tide. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 380 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Marcus Karlbetzer. Marcus has more than 18 years' experience investing in a variety of asset classes, including agriculture, venture capital, real estate, and equity markets. He is the founder and CEO of the Bridge Lane Group, a privately owned asset management firm founded in 2009. A significant global player in agriculture, with a multi-decade record in large-scale farming and a 12-year track record in finding some of Australia's best venture capital investments. The group also has a proud history in residential property development, commercial real estate and new business incubation. Marcus has a number of philanthropic interests, including the Bridge Lane Foundation. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Marcus' perspectives on the state of climate and impact-focused venture capital in Australia, and we'll get his insights and perspective on opportunities for ventures that tackle social and environmental issues. Marcus, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, Tom. Pleasure to be here. So kicking off, Marcus, could you share a bit more, please, about your background and what it was that led to your passion in investing? I think you saw from the bio that I've got a significant background in farming, and that's actually a family background. So I came from a farming background, spent a lot of time growing up on the farm. I was born in the U.S., but raised in Argentina, which is where much of that took place. And I moved to Australia when I was about 20, and I've been here ever since. I'm now 41. That's a large part of my life. I've now been in Australia, and I'm very much happy to call it home. Yeah. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. It's probably a family trait. My father was an entrepreneur. He migrated from Germany when he was very young and went through various different businesses to finally land on on what he loved ultimately doing, which was farming. And my brother would probably, I'd say we all share similar family traits. But the what else for me came from venture investing and from being a founder. It was something that I could personalize to myself and my own characteristics. That really started to take and make an impact on my life in about 2010 when I made my first successful venture investment in an MVNO, mobile virtual network operator called Amazon. Yep. And that turned into meeting a couple of great guys, which founded Airtasker, which we invested in 2012, which was also, I guess, a fairly well-regarded name in Australia. Yeah. yeah. And those are some names that the market might know. I founded a venture firm called Tankstream Ventures with Tim and Jono from Airtasker shortly after. Had some amazing investments in that portfolio too, including one called Go One, which mm. is a learning management system founded by a fellow Queenslander of yours, Andrew yeah. Barnes. Yeah, that's right. 
And then 2016 came around. I still have the entrepreneurial spirit on the side. I founded a business called BrickX, which was effectively trying to democratize Australia and to a large degree the world's largest asset class, which is residential real estate. It was a great idea. I raised venture from some amazing investors, but ultimately as the years progressed, we failed to be able to execute on that properly. So, you know, I empathize with founders in terms of what they go through in the creation, the ideation, hopefully the success, but if not the failures. Subsequent to that, founded with a bunch of other guys, a company called Sproutstack, which really set out to grow leafy greens and microherbs commercially. Probably happy to say that we probably are the first commercial producer of indoor ag under lights mm-hmm. in Australia. So not to be confused with greenhouse, but yeah. it's specific to contained environment agriculture where we're using lights to, to grow yeah. indoors and using renewable energy and so forth to power when we can ultimately get to that point. That's pretty much the history of where I am and today. I'm very much focused on venture. And yeah. one thing we'll touch on later is Science Stage Ventures, which is my new project. Yeah, and I'll be keen to learn more about that, Marcus, but there's some really significant experience in there, really only in the last 13, 14 years, such a significant amount of investments and startups you founded yourself. So as the founder of Bridge Lane Group, tell us a bit more about some of the other projects and work that you're involved in. At Bridge Lane, we're effectively a family office, a single family office which like many other family offices have the objective of managing wealth across different asset classes. The day-to-day is really based on scouting investments primarily in in private capital markets because that's what we feel like we have a competitive advantage in and we love doing it. We love speaking to people and and getting out there and meeting new people and hearing visions and and missions and just hearing the dreamers. Very much a, a large focus of that is in venture capital and growth stage companies and plus traditional asset classes as well. We still look at equities and so forth. But we also, on the philanthropic side at Bridgeline Foundation, which is a corporate path that we've set up, we allocate a proportion of our profits every year to build out the corpus yep. and then manage that portfolio also to generate returns that we, we distribute to charitable organizations mm. and try and back two projects really mid to long term so that we can build out a relationship, we can help them on their journey of creating their organization as well and hear what they really want to achieve mm. in their objectives and their missions. Yes. We've kind of landed that we like to focus on things that are close to our heart. And one of them is the environment and conservation, just because we have spent so much time on the land in the past. And yes. the other one is, is youth, because myself and a lot of the people involved here at Bridgeland, we all have children and that's close to our hearts. So we, we back one in each of those, which we'll talk about Hatch a little bit more at Taronga. And then there's other organizations like Sydney Story Factory. Yeah, some great initiatives there. And I'll look forward to learning a bit more and sharing that with the audience, Marcus. But you just mentioned you're currently working to close this first raise for Side Stage Ventures. So why does Side Stage Ventures exist? And how might capital be most effectively used then to generate strong returns and positive impact? The background of Side Stage is an early stage venture firm backing Australia's greatest and most ambitious minds. We look at founders early. We think we've got the ability to identify a great founder really earlier in their journey at the seed level, and then try and partner with them to build a generational company that will help impact our daily lives in some form. And really, I guess the big term is change the world in some way. Mm. I've teamed up with an amazing partner in Ben Grabiner and a great group of venture partners. And really backed by that strong team across the board, including our principals and associates who are also with us backing our mission. We don't have a specific ESG or impact focus, but that doesn't mean that 
we don't view that as critical mm. to our objective. We definitely wouldn't invest in startups that would be detrimental to the environment or even the SDGs. So we ask that question to ourselves every time we get to a serious point with any of these portfolio companies yeah. in the DD or investment memos that we write and we dig deep into that. But we don't think that we need to call ourselves impact investors. We just think that it should be the norm and yeah. it shouldn't be just a subset of investing. That's such a great point, Marcus. And I think that sort of leads into a lot of the other conversations around social enterprise or impact-led, purpose-led. And I suppose the long-term vision that we have at Impact Boom is that ultimately that term becomes redundant, right? It's just simply business that's operating to tackle social, environmental, cultural issues, or at least do that sustainably in a way which considers and cares for you know, land, people, place. You mentioned not calling yourself an impact investor. This term impact investing has seriously grown, particularly in the last sort of five to 10 years. So what is your opinion then on the state of impact investing in Australia? And what needs to change then in the ecosystem to help it develop further? Yes, I think it's probably on that point that we just touched on earlier. We need to get into the mindset that all investments should impact an SDG and then it's just a numbers game. The more of us that think in that way, the younger generations that have been brought with at top of mind, then it's just the more impact we will make. Yeah. I just believe that as decades pass and I've got teenagers now that they get into their professional careers, that it's just a common thing to do. Mm. I don't think that there should be any favors necessarily to impact, maybe to get it off the ground in a lot of sense, but yeah. they should be able to stand up feasibly. And I think many projects do, especially yeah. the good ones. It fundamentally comes down to more people doing investing that takes the impact SDG objective will just compound the effect and we'll get there. Yeah. The world, I think, will change course and we'll be in a better place in hopefully 50 years time yeah. when we can actually measure it significantly. Yeah, absolutely. A great point. And you mentioned earlier Hatch, Marcus. You are a key partner of this Hatch Taronga Accelerator Program. And that is ultimately a program focused on these environmental and conservation outcomes. Impact Boom is a proud delivery partner and it's been Fantastic to be collaborating with you over the years on this and seeing it really grow and a number of great ventures come through. So what opportunities are you then seeing for climate-focused entrepreneurs, knowing that this is an area of particular interest to you? Thanks. Great question and appreciate Impact Boom coming on the journey with Hatch and they've been very supportive of us over the last couple of years and very much enjoy spending some time with you guys while you take a lot of our cohorts on the journey. I think that the opportunity is clearly unlimited. I think there is just so much to do. It's really where do people start and making sure that they're able to make an impact wherever they do focus their attention on. I just look around Sydney Harbour and it makes me realize that I live in Sydney. You can reverse things to make the amount of sea life that's actually in the water, how clear it is and how well managed the environment is around a city that's as big as Sydney. I think it's actually probably a world example of how we can coexist and make things right. Yeah. But I think the opportunity lies in thinking big. It's really, can my project really make a difference and move the trend line that we're on? As a VC, we always focus on the dreamers, the ones that think big enough, mm. and they focus on the things that sometimes look unachievable. Yeah. And with those big visions and you know objectives, then they can really turn the tide. That's such um, such a great point. I think it's a, a very common trait that we see in those that really push on to have the success. And so I know with all of this experience you have, Marcus, I'm sure you've got some general advice then. What advice 
for the purpose-led or the impact-led entrepreneurs would you have who are really doing their best to raise funds? I think it's no different than any other entrepreneur setting out on their journey. The ones that are focused on impact have to go through a lot of the same hurdles. The one I like to really focus entrepreneurs' attention on is really getting out there, networking and meeting with people that are in the space that they're tackling or in the space that they can actually help them deliver their Mm -hmm. objective. And it's really testing the idea, making sure that your customers, they really see that something that needs to be solved, that really is a problem. And then you focus your energy into that. We all have finite time. That's our greatest denominator. If we can't utilize our time in the best way to tackle the problems that we want to, then we're not going to achieve those goals. It's sometimes sad to see founders focus on projects that they perceived was a problem, but maybe their customers didn't. Mm. And sometimes they just simply didn't ask the question early enough. I would say in the impact space, it's very similar. And you're tackling environment conservation initiatives. Taronga is a fantastic place to start. You have so much expertise and plenty of professionals there that can really help lead people in the right direction. Yeah, they certainly have built a really great group of mentors and facilitators as part of that program. So you've mentioned quite a few initiatives already, Marcus, but are there any other inspiring projects or initiatives out there that you've come across recently that you believe are creating some great positive social change? One that we've recently backed, which staying on Taronga, is the Taronga Wildlife Hospitals. I didn't realize how poor we serviced the wildlife yeah. veterinary space and that there wasn't any actually that existed prior to these ones being built in Australia that would have had any significant impact. I think the fires of 2019 really brought that mm. home. I think fire management's going to be huge in the future and how we deal with that. But obviously, if they do take place, how do we care for the animals that have gone through the trauma and how do we teach vets we have amazing professionals out there they just don't know how to treat anything beyond livestock and pets so i think it's going to be a great initiative a great story to tell for australia as Mm -hmm. well specifically and i'm really excited seeing how that evolves i would love to see the hatch cohorts that are coming through the last few years and forward that they'll go and make some lasting impact as Mm -hmm. well there's so many projects out there it's just a matter of time before we really start to see some great impact great point there and so finishing off marcus books resources where do you go to find things and feel inspired yourself and which of those would you recommend to our listeners i wish i had more time to read books and it's something my family always criticized me for but (laughs) i spend a lot of time just digesting daily information what's happened overnight somewhere what's happening in certain sectors venture capital is constant reading up on new ideas yeah. uh, new companies and so forth so i spend a lot of my time on that but i do love podcasts because when you are in your daily commute wherever you're going it's just a good way of getting myself into the workday and then even on the way home winding down and just listening the ones i'm listening to at the moment are invest like the best which patrick o'shaughnessy he's got some great content on there yeah highly recommend that as one to start off with That's great. We'll put a link through to that in your article, Marcus, so the listeners can click on through. But Marcus, there's been some great insights there. I know just how busy you are. So thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your insights and time. And we'll certainly look forward to tracking your journey and to ongoing collaborations in the future. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact 
every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you.